Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Mom podcast. I am Michelle Pickens, the creator of chronicallyblonde.com. If you would like to get some background information or kind of get up to speed before diving into the podcast, definitely recommend you head over to the website. Um, But if you are all caught up or just ready to dive in, then uh, that's what we're going to do today. So uh, first off, I'm a little congested, well, a lot congested. I have this like chronic pregnancy congestion that I had with Maddox and now in this pregnancy. So progressively like gets worse up through the third trimester. So um, if you hear me sniffling, that's not usually the the, the vibe here. So just giving you a heads up. Um, But that kind of leads us into what this podcast is going to be about today. So I realized that with Maddox, I shared like a super deep dive into like our journey to getting pregnant, deciding to, um, you know, start trying, um, and then just the journey throughout the pregnancy. And I feel like I never really shared our full journey to baby girl pee, um, and I think it's just because this pregnancy sort of flew by like with work and life and chasing a toddler around. Um, but I, I've gotten an, a decent amount of questions around like the Crohn's aspect to timing and things that have played into that. And then just like updates on how this pregnancy has progressed, how it's different. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, hopefully it will, um, answer some of the questions that, that you guys have had. Um, so to kind of back up a little bit with Maddox's birth story, um, you can find that on the, on the blog, um, or my website. And, um, we, I also did a a podcast, uh, with Matt, my husband, um, after, after he was born, after we were like, uh, probably, I think it was like six months out of it. Um, so we're like not totally in the thick of, of newborn life anymore. Um, but it was definitely an interesting experience. Number one, becoming a mom during the height of COVID. Um, and then also having the chronic illness and the Crohn's piece to it. Um, the birth of Maddox, it was a bit traumatic for me. Um, and then we were just super isolated. My, I really struggled with postpartum OCD, postpartum anxiety, Um, Matt had a lot of issues with depression right after Maddox was born. Um, and it it was, it was just a lot that we were going through. So once we got to that probably six to nine month mark, probably closer to nine month mark, um, we started to kind of like feel like ourselves again and, and come out of the, the fog, I guess. Um, so that's when we really started to think about, okay, what, what do we want to do as far as expanding our family even more? Um, at that point, like I was working on getting a new job. I'd gotten a new job. Matt was getting a new job. We were buying a new house. Um, and we're just feeling like a lot more positive about the future. And I think that helped us get into a better headspace. Um, because if you would have asked me, in the first like six months, I would have been like, I cannot even think about the plan for having more kids just with everything that happened, the physical, the emotional, mental stuff. Um, 
But I also, I stopped breastfeeding at six months too. So I was able to feel like a bit more myself. And that was really big because my hormones were able to kind of level out. And then I was able to actually get an idea of where I was with my Crohn's because my, uh, my Crohn's was still being kind of unpredictable, um, while I was breastfeeding they thought it was due to the hormones. So that was, that was good that we were able to get to a baseline there. So I met with my doctors, um, and they did the blood work to, to, you know, check my Remicade levels since I had went off of the Remicade and then, uh, went back on it, um, after having Maddox. So they figured out that I was developing antibodies. So I got kind of like mixed opinions about that. Like some of the doctors or, um, providers that I would see at the practice were like, oh yeah, like, I guess it's not really a big deal. But then I had other ones that were like, oh my gosh, you like, this could be a really big problem. Um, so basically the consensus was, I was told that if I wanted to have another baby while I was still on Remicade, um, it was better to start trying sooner rather than later. Um, now I, I think I went into this a bit in my, um, Remicade specific episode, but just some background here with the, um, with the Remicade, usually they do not like you to be on it um, in your third trimester. Um, so I went off of it my third trimester with Maddox. And from a lot of the guidance I've gotten, this is the only drug that is potentially approved throughout pregnancy. And I've heard mixed things about this now um, and after like doing my own research. But basically, the, the safest option was for me to have all the babies that I'm going to have while I am on Remicade. So that kind of pushed us, um, to make a decision, which I, I think was helpful. Um, but it also was like, oh my gosh, this decision's kind of made for us. Um, so we agreed, all right, sooner rather than later, let's, let's go for it. Um, so we agreed after Maddox, turned one, um, then we would start trying for baby number two. So just situation wise, we were in a lot better kind of state overall, just mental health wise, house wise, job wise, family wise. We weren't in the middle of COVID. Like, I mean, it was still happening, but it wasn't, um, you know, peak isolation. Um, and you know, it, yeah, it it was just a lot, a lot better situation. So, Um, it was still difficult to think about though. Like I, I really wanted another baby and I, I really wanted Maddox to have a sibling, but at the same time, I was really scared just because of the experience that we had had before. Obviously it was so amazing having Maddox now and experiencing these things with him, but like the journey to kind of get to where we got was a pretty rocky one. Um, so definitely a lot of anxiety around that. Um, so I got pregnant in January, February timeframe, which I was super excited about, but also still super nervous. Um, you know, it was early on, Um, we had a vacation plan to go on a cruise, a Disney cruise with Maddox. Um, it was pretty much right after we had found out. Um, but it was, I think it was good timing because it helped me to 
like not be so anxious and really focus on having fun with him and just being with family and like appreciating those moments. So we didn't plan that purposefully, but it, it definitely worked out well. And then um, I was pretty much fine through the through the trip. And then once I got home, I got hit really hard with with being sick. So it was more morning sickness than Crohn's sickness this time. When with Maddox, it was definitely a lot more Crohn's sickness. Um, and then I was just super exhausted, which I figured was going to happen. Um, but, you know, everything was looking good with her. I was still seeing my same OB that I saw um, with Maddox, who delivered Maddox. Um, and she's awesome. And then I was seeing a new um, maternal and fetal medicine doctor. Um, and the recommendation from the beginning was let's do C-section, um, just because of the, the whole situation with Maddox and it just, it made more sense. So that's what we kind of went into this, uh, just expecting. So made it through the first trimester, definitely breathed a big sigh of relief there. Um, I just had so many things that were like going on in my head, uh, and, almost it's a lot of guilt too it was it's kind of weird like I felt like we were so lucky to have Maddox um and have him be healthy and here um after you know so many people like medical people I guess saying oh it's gonna be really hard it'll be interesting if you can you know sustain a pregnancy so I almost felt like I was like tempting fate sort of um like and I felt guilty for even like trying to have another baby like was that it like I I don't know was I asking for too much so I still feel like that I probably will for a while which is a whole other thing to unpack but um the other thing that that I really ran into with this pregnancy um is that the risks were really laid out for me up front um with Maddox everything that was pretty like crazy or problematic happened at the very end of the pregnancy. So it was more of a focus on, okay, well, he's okay. All this weird stuff's happening to me, but like, as long as he's okay, that's fine. Um, and I kind of blacked it all out because I was just like ready to, you know, take my baby home. Um, but now with this pregnancy, I was really forced to just look at the risks and digest them and accept them. Um, so with Maddox, I had, I can never say this word correctly, but, um, they thought that I had coleostasis. So it was an issue with my bile, I believe, or liver enzymes, something like that. So, um, that was part of the reason why they delivered early. Also, I was just really sick with, um, with Crohn's stuff. So they started checking my bio levels like super early in this pregnancy. And like, so far that hasn't been an issue. So that's fine. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, if they can check that we're good. Um, and then I had postpartum preeclampsia with Maddox. So that was a big one for me. So before when I gave birth to Maddox and my blood pressure spiked and it was just, it was crazy. Like he was in the NICU. I was trying to make sure he was okay. Like I didn't even think, like I was just like, okay, if he's fine, I'm then, then I'm fine. Um, and I never really realized the implications of that or 
the the severity of preeclampsia and postpartum preeclampsia. So as I started to do more research, um, coming up on this pregnancy, I was like, oh my God, that, this is huge. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing that hit me was that I realized that now this could affect my unborn baby. Um, and then it could also be critical for my health, which really freaked me out because I'm like, I have Maddox here to take care of. Like it, it just felt like a lot. Um, but update there. I mean, I've been checking my blood pressure very consistently and so far it's been good. I'm just kind of bracing to see what happens after delivery. We'll, we'll see. Um, but that was kind of like an added, an added thing. And then I had, uh, placenta privia, um, that resolved, but they were kind of worried about that for, uh, for a couple weeks. Um, and then like my iron levels have been low. It's just been like a lot of things that before I think wouldn't have felt so crippling. But now that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a kid, a baby at home. He's not a baby, a toddler home to take care of. Um, and I'm having all these, these risky things happen. I just, I think it's mentally felt a lot more, um, more overwhelming. Um, and then just like during the time, I think especially it was around when they figured out the placenta issue and, and were just like talking to me about all the risks with that. Uh, they, it, it just gave me a lot of time to think about the risks that I was going through and like bringing a new baby into the world. And really like if I, I was weighing, oh my gosh, is this worth the risk? If it's a life-threatening situation to Maddox, like not having me. Um, so that was a, a kind of dark time, but, um, I have been in therapy the whole, the whole pregnancy, which has been really helpful. Um, and I still worry about this. My anxiety has been definitely growing as we get closer to delivery. Um, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, but everything with her and, and her health has been progressing really nicely. Um, so there, I mean, there's normal pregnancy things and Crohn's things that have, that have, you know, happened, but I'm pretty cautiously optimistic. Um, I do feel like I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop sometimes. Um, but yeah, she's, she's doing great. She's growing. She's like moving like crazy. Will not stop. She's like kicking me in the ribs all the time. So, um, but I, I, it's great. I would rather have her kicking all the time. So I know that she's there and okay. Um, so I also with the Remicade, I just got my last Remicade infusion at 31 weeks. Um, so that will lead us up to now. I am 33 weeks. Um, and with, the infusion I would be due for another one at 37 weeks. Um, unfortunately, due to the nature of the drug, I cannot get an infusion two weeks before or after a major surgery, um, which my C-section will be a major surgery. Um, so if I deliver at 37 weeks, uh, that will get my next infusion uh, eight weeks apart from my last one. Um, which is a couple weeks longer than I usually go, but nothing super crazy. Um, I delivered Maddox at 37 weeks. So that was kind of the plan and, and what we were looking at. Um, 
So 37 is the goal, but then there are risks as far as her lung development that we really have to weigh. Um, and so at about 38 weeks, if I, if they waited and did the C-section at 38, put me at nine weeks out, um, from the infusion. And then if we waited till 39, which would be like the ultimate, like last resort, um, that would put me at 10 weeks out, which both nine weeks and 10 weeks out is really pushing it for me. Um, I just start to get really sick. My symptoms get bad and the exhaustion, the pain, um, if I go too long. So there's just this balance between her health and my health, which is so tricky. And like, obviously I want what's best for her, even if I'm sick, but my maternal and fetal medicine doctor keeps reminding me, like, I have to be strong enough to recover from a C-section and to care for her. Um, I can't just, you know, deplete everything and then, and then I'm not able to, to recover and be there for her. Um, so at this point, I'm just meeting with my team very regularly, um, and we're watching her growth and health and my health. So we're just taking it kind of day by day, week by week, um, to make the exact plans of, of what we're doing. Um, I have a lot of anxiety around this too, just because there isn't really a plan. And it's like, I, I think, you know, with Maddox, it was like, I just went to the doctor one day and they were like, oh, you need to go to the hospital now. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm definitely more prepared this time though, I think, but still, you know, it's, it's, anxiety provoking. Um, so that, that's where we are now. That's how we got here. Um, as far as things that are different in this pregnancy, I mean, it's been really different. We're obviously, we're not in quarantine this time. It went by a lot faster. Um, I was, you know, super into my work, uh, that kept me really distracted. And then obviously life with Maddox, like we're doing fun stuff with him all the time. Um, I was definitely sicker earlier with morning sickness and then my Crohn's symptoms started to get worse earlier on, but then they evened out when, before they started to get really bad and then just were bad through the rest of the pregnancy. And I think that is partially, if not totally, because I am continuing the Remicade through, through the pregnancy, which is, um which is, has been great. Um, as far as mentally, I feel like Matt and I are on such a better page. Um, for one, we actually got to live together during this whole pregnancy. Unlike before when we were separated because of COVID. Um, and then we just have a lot better communication, um, around, expectations of parenting, expectations of each other, keeping our relationship healthy. Um, it just definitely, we, we've both done a lot of work separately and then together to get to where we are. Um, and that's obviously not saying everything's perfect and great, but I, we, I am really proud because we have put in a lot of, a lot of work. And I think that's, um, that is going to hopefully make this postpartum experience a lot uh, a lot more enjoyable for us, I think. Um, and then just as far as like medically, I feel a lot more prepared for kind of what to expect, um, from a medical, like physical level and an emotional level. So I am comfortable with the idea that every 
emotion that I'm feeling is not going to be a comfortable one. I understand now more about, um, you know, perinatal mood disorders, anxiety, OCD. Um, and then I know that I have to advocate for myself more. So I feel a lot more empowered this time around just with the research and the, the classes that I've taken around pregnancy and, um, newborn and, uh, mental health. Like I, I just, I feel like I'm in a lot better space where I am confident in, uh, standing up for what I think is best for me and, and my baby. Um, and even like pushing back of doctors asking why. Uh, so I think that's, that's been the catalyst for some, some good conversations, um, throughout this pregnancy and made me feel more comfortable when before I didn't really have that. Um, and then the other thing is I've been in therapy the whole time, uh, of this pregnancy, the whole duration of it. And before that, so I started seeing a therapist after Maddox was born that specializes specifically in maternal care. Um, and I've seen her consistently through, you know, up through today. (laughs) Um, and I think that's made such a difference, especially having someone who specializes in maternal care. Um, and, that's made me feel a lot more comfortable that even if, you know, after giving birth this time, I run into those anxiety and OCD issues. Um, I have that support system already in place and I'm familiar with that. She's familiar with, you know, my situation. So that has been, um, been a big, big relief there. So that's, that's where we are. Um, I will keep you updated on how things are progressing. Um, I really appreciate all the well wishes that, that you guys have, you know, sent and given us. Um, we're, we're really excited. I know I mentioned a lot about, you know, I'm anxious about this, anxious about that, which I am. Um, but I, I also just want to, you know, reiterate that I, I'm super excited and there's been a lot of really positive things about this pregnancy and seeing Maddox uh, get to interact with, uh, you know, with my bump and talk about sisters on the way and things like that. It's been really great. Um, I, I just focused on kind of the, the nitty gritty in in this podcast because I feel like that's what uh, a lot of the, the questions are about. And then, uh, on Instagram, you get to see the, the good and the, uh, and the bad, but I'll keep you guys updated. Um, always my DMs, my email are open. If you have any questions, uh, thank you for listening. And again, thank you for all the well wishes.